let's go. The time that we all been waiting on The moment all the naysayers been hating on See they've been talking down on us and flexing It'll take more than that for you Oh you're ready Hi Hey there Welcome to Texans Unfiltered A Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans I'm young Ari Golden I was reading a tweet just now And we're live And I'm with my co-host and friend, the Garnet Texan, John Wade. Are we awake? (laughs) What? Are you awake? I'm awake. I was reading a tweet. The guy responded back. Anyways. uh, You're like waving at you. I'm like, okay. Anyways. What up, John? (laughs) Man, what up? That was a... Yesterday, this was a good weekend in general. I had a good weekend. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah. I had a pretty nice weekend. Like... When I went to work today, I was like, man, that was a really nice... Like, you ever have those weekends where you're like, God, that was a good weekend? There, There's some days where living in Austin's kind of cool. I think a lot of days. Yeah, well, yeah. I, that's why I live here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I had a good weekend. We, uh... Yeah, I don't even think we did anything crazy cool. Oh, my daughter's birthday. That was crazy. Um, but that was fun. I went and saw Venom. That was good. Yeah, it was just relaxing. I don't know. And then we won last night. And I I think that that just, like, was the cherry on top. Here's the good thing about Sunday night games. You get stressed out in the evening. Yeah. Instead of during the day. Right. And had we have lost, you just go to bed. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. If I could play every game, it it would be on Sunday night. Um, Okay. So, you had a wedding. You had to just watch the game. What are your, I mean, we should, we should have, have won f- by like 40. Yeah. It's not really, but we should have won by 20 at least, or at least three touchdowns. It shouldn't have been, it definitely shouldn't have been an overtime game. I, it just comes back to the same issues we've been having all year. We can't produce in the red zone right now. Yeah. Um, it's, if you're going by, what is it? Regression, touchdown regression. If you're one of those people that believes touchdowns are kind of fluky. The way Deshaun started off, he just he scored every single time yep. that he was in the red zone. He had a, what was it? I can't remember the exact number, but it was better than Aaron Rodgers. It was just not sustainable. It was like 70-something percent of the right. time he's in the red zone he's, he scored last year. So now we flip to the worst. Yeah. So at some point this year, we should probably hit the middle. Yeah. And at that point, maybe these games won't be so stressful. Yeah. Well, and let's start with the offense. So, I mean, we were moving. We moved the ball. You threw for three, th- 375? 375. Uh, Alfred Blue ran for, I think, 60. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we were moving the ball at will. They, they could not cover us. And that was, honestly, I think Will Fuller's hurt. Oh, yeah, he was. He was hurt. Like, you could just see the way he was taking off on after the snap. Like, he just didn't look into it. Uh, so, we beat the Cowboys with one wide receiver and half of Kiki Cutie and Alfred Blue. So. 
And I would probably... And Ryan Griffin. I'm sorry. Ryan Griffin actually had a good game, too. <laughs> and I would still take them over all the skill players except for Zeke on the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, we bottled up Zeke, but we'll get to that. So, yeah, Deshaun looked good. I think he threw for uh, like 69 or 70%. It was really cl- close. I mean, he looked solid all game. But the best part of the game was our offensive line. Hey, you're right. What happens? Put Davenport back at left, and you're going to be okay. Yeah. And guess what? You were okay. Ken, I, Kendall Lamb had a great game other than the one play that he got Deshaun absolutely murdered and Deshaun threw the interception. But <clears throat> Kendall Lamb looked good, and all the PFF grades for the line were above, I think, 60. Uh, Zach Fulton had 83.3. Uh, Nick Martin had a good one. Kendall Lamb had like a 70. So, yeah, I mean, the line looked good. And that's not a bad defensive line that they went against. Well, I mean, obviously it's because Cowboy fans are delusional. I had to hear all week about how their front seven was actually better than ours. Yeah, okay. Sure, sure. Sure, sure, Cowboys fans. Yeah, and, and Dak's better than Deshaun. Let's let's have that conversation too. <laughs> I've never seen a duck thrown the way that Dak throws a duck. Him and Bortles are up there when it comes to the ducks. Okay. Uh, now he is a big dude. Like I wish Deshaun had Dak's frame. Yeah. If you put if you put Dak's frame on Deshaun, oh man, it'd be uh, it'd be it'd be a very interesting. Uh, Combination, but yeah, no. So, so the offensive line looked good. They put Davenport back at left tackle. It's good to see that his confidence wasn't destroyed, um, and he played solid. Didn't have any penalties. I think we only had two offensive penalties uh, on the line, uh, and Alfred Brew, Alf, Alfred Brew, Alfred Blue looked really good too. He looked very decisive. He looked. He looks like he has better vision than Lamar Miller. Oh, I'm wondering. I'm hits. wondering if that's why Lamar can't hit the middle because Alfred can hit the middle. Alfred Blue takes exactly what the offensive line gives him. But be clear, you hate Alfred Blue. I do not hate Alfred. You Blue. hate Alfred Blue. I am not an Alfred Blue hater. You would murder him if you had a chance. No, 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 dude. He'd still crush me into tiny little pieces. Like, mm-hmm. There's no argument. It's about good that. to know I, that. And. Having Alfred Blue as a backup is perfect. Like, he's a great special teamer. Oh, when we great thought about teamer. When we were talking about during the spring, when we were like, do we re-sign Blue? We kind of argued about it because there's so many runners, just pure runners, that have a higher upside yeah. than him. However, as a special teamer, just do whatever you ask him to do. I mean, he's pretty solid. Alfred Blue is blue chip. Like, when people talk about a blue chip player, Alfred Blue is pretty much the epitome of, of a blue chip roll up your sleeve get to work kind of guy. He's just... He does his job. He's not a power runner. He's not a speed runner. But if there's a hole or if there's a crease, he's going to get to it. He's not going to make anybody miss. He's got those same... He seems to know where to stand, like where to settle into for those drop-off passes because he gets them left and right. Yeah. Lamar Miller never gets those. No. I mean, Lamar Miller never drops the ball, but those little drop-off passes... Miller does not get those at all. And I used to think... Alfred Blue got like four of them. I thought maybe Watson just never saw him, but he saw Blue like every other second. So maybe Blue just maybe understands the game a little bit better, has vision better, knows where to stand. Maybe. He's not... Again, he's not the most athletic guy out there, but he's just... He knows what to do. Yeah. So, again, 
phenomenal as a, our, our second as a second runner as somebody to kind of to try and you know spell whoever our starting running back is however I did wish we could have seen a little bit of Buddy Howe for, oh. well, for as well as Alfred Blue played like this is nothing against what Blue did but should he have really gotten every single snap last No, night? he shouldn't have. And the like it's almost like why do you even have another running back on the active roster? Like first of all, Blue's not going to get hurt cuz he doesn't get hurt. So like why even use that roster spot for Buddy Howell to just play Gunner? Like I don't know. I thought that's why we signed Badamosi. <laughs> and I mean, how if you look at his tape, he's shown a little something. In preseason, he actually looked pretty good with Miami. He's shown he has shown burst. He showed that he could hit hit the hole yeah. pretty – I mean, it looked like he could hit pretty hard. And according to Pat DeStat, Howell is bigger than Blue when you actually see him face-to-face. Oh, really? On tape, he looks like he looks like he's closer to, like, a Devonta Freeman or mm. Jaquiz Rogers. But he's apparently – or I'm sorry, he's bigger than Miller, but he's about the same size as Blue. Okay. So – But a little shorter, too, right, than Blue? Yeah. Yeah. So – I don't know. Wish we'd seen a little bit of him, and you know, especially on the goal line, because one of my complaints about Alfred Blue is he's not a goal line back. He's not even, he's not, he wasn't even Jeremy Hill two years ago, where if you, you get at least get a little bit of push to kind of overcome a bad offensive line. Yeah. That's not Blue. Now, if there's a little bit of a hole, he'll get through it. But if there's not, he's not going to push. I can't tell you if that's true or not because we didn't run him I think we only on the goal line twice. out of shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Which is like the – why would you run out of shotgun in goal line? Like you're literally adding distance from you to the goal. You're tr- They're trying to spread it out. I know because and... it gives them more space and all, all that good stuff. But still, like, dude, you have, you have four downs. If you know you're going for it no matter what. If you pound it four times, there's a good chance somebody's getting in. I just he he doesn't trust his running game. Bill O'Brien? Yeah, Bill O'Brien. Okay. I mean that's a problem. Pretty much what that said to me is just looking at it because they didn't even do a lot of motions. It looked like they were trying They did the one play where Kiki scored. Right. But it looked like they were trying to spread him out, keep the looks as simple for Deshaun as they could so he could make a quick quick read. That's what it looked like they were trying to do. I Again, we're, we're always guessing what... And we what always their, will be. Yeah, what the intention behind the play calling is. But that's what it looked like they were trying to do. If that's the case then, if you, have, if you don't trust your run game, then you kick the field goal. I mean, if you don't trust your run game to pound it in on... You don't trust your run game, but you trust Deshaun. Yeah, but we also saw Deshaun get murdered. Murdered. And if he would have kicked the field goal, we would have won the game. Yeah, well, we should have... We would have won in overtime. Yeah, we should have kicked it at, at halftime, right before halftime. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about that play specifically. That when play he decided to yeah. go for it on fourth down, that should have been... If you don't trust your run game in that situation... Then you have to. Then you have to kick the field goal. I wonder if part of it is Bill O'Brien had talked about how he's tried to give the uh, players a lot more ownership. If he actually asked Deshaun, he's like, "What do you want to do?" Maybe 
I, I wonder. I just, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. According to Bill O'Brien, he doesn't know either. Yeah. Landry Locker asked for him today. Did you did you see that? Yeah, or, or he asked him after the game. Or after the game, That's, yeah. Everybody was roasting him. I was amazed. Right now, Twitter is still on the fire, Bill O'Brien. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, on, I'm not on that bandwagon. And part of it was the I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. But he does need to correct it. It's yeah. got to oh, get yeah. better. It's got to get better. It's we're not going to win games scoring a touchdown and, and four field goals. No, we're not. And if we could score in the red zone. This would be a completely different team. We would easily be three and two, if not four and one. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. You're right. We beat, we beat the Titans. No problem. We'd be, we'd be, we'd be on the top of the division right now. Yeah. But we can't score in the red zone. And part of that has been bad decisions by Deshaun, bad executions. I still, him and Ryan Griffin still aren't on the same page. They were yesterday. Griffin. Except for that touchdown. That was better, but I don't know. I mean, he shouldn't be on the field either way, but if these two guys are going to be the guys of the future, then you're just, you're, I think you're taking away valuable snaps from the rookies. But we all know Bill O'Brien doesn't like to play rookies. So, uh, but except for Kiki, he made an exception. For, well, Kiki. I guess we know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was like undeniable, right? Kiki actually looks exactly what you're hoping Braxton Miller to be a more athletic Wes Welker. Yeah. Yeah, Kiki's Kiki's pretty good. And he's tough too. <laughs> he's tough. He's a little guy. How did he How did he last that long in the draft? It's uh, just got to be because he's Texas a little Tech. guy. And he's from Texas Tech. Yeah. I mean, name a wide receiver from Texas Tech. Wes Welker and Danny Amendola and Crabtree. Fuck Crabtree. <laughs> he had like six years where he didn't even exist in the NFL. If he didn't destroy his Achilles, he would have been, he would have been really good. Really good? Yeah. I liked, I liked Crabtree coming oh, out. No, to... Not as a little bitch, but I liked him coming out. Yeah. All I'm saying is Texas Tech isn't known to just dump out wide receivers. And where did Wes Walker really become Wes Walker? Bill Belichick, like... Oh, he was... Uh, he was okay with Miami. He was not... Look yeah, at the season he, before. He was all world at Texas Tech. Oh, agreed. Yeah. He did it all. He was amazing. Pick Special teams, yeah. re- return. But I'm saying, when he came to the NFL, he was not good with Miami. Then Bill Belichick was like, no, you're going to stay in the slot, and you're just going to take massive hits and kill yourself. And so he did. Um, but yeah, Kiki's, Kiki looks... He's the missing piece. He's the third option. So Fuller now has to get healthy. Yeah. When Kiki's, when Kiki's healthier, I watch the week that he falls off, or they no longer talk about his hamstring. Then he essentially will become our running game. You'll see. How embarrassing is that? Seriously, like think about that. Like I'm cool with it. Mm. The Patriots. You can't had, run with your running backs. The Patriots had success for years running through the air. Um, that's why Jarvis Landry got a huge contract. No, I get it. That's but, but there's got to be something. That's about how it. Antonio Brown originally, before he became Antonio Brown, his first two years. I'm just saying, it's pretty sad that you can't just run the ball either, though. Like, add that to the fact, like add that weapon, that arsenal to also being able to run the ball. What does this offense look like? Yeah. If you have Kiki, who's your air ground, well, going, and then well, going back to all of that. 
when those teams did that, they had a goal line back. We don't have a goal line back. No. So we're still going to be in trouble. We're probably still going to be pissed as hell. But and we're still two weeks away from Deontay coming back. And he's and he's probably not going to come back right away. I don't think he'll play like the first week back. He right. Could. I mean, we even saw with Kayvon Webster when you come back from something like an Achilles, especially with an Achilles, because they can't put any weight for so long on it. Um, it was the same with Clowney and the microfracture. Weak. You um you have a lot more soft tissue issues for the next for the next rest of the season at least. Yeah. It may not be until some point halfway through next season that Foreman's back to where he is. Part of the reason running backs never really came back from Achilles is they always is it takes so long to get back. I mean, if that's the case, I don't understand why we're just kind of sitting on our hands with the running back position. Really doesn't make much sense to we're me. At a, dude, we're obviously at a loss for it. We've talked about it all year. I trade Lamar Miller to Philadelphia now with JJ, yeah. And get for like what? a seventh round pick. <laughs> and and take the salary. And get <laughs> well, and get what? And then just run with Buddy Howell and Alfred Blue. Will, Lamar hasn't been any better in the last three weeks anyways. Blue just showed that he can do whatever it is that you need him to do. I mean, I would want to, I'd want to see at least a couple of snaps with Buddy Howell. I, I don't think our run game's ever going to be anything this year anyways. So I guess that's kind of why I was saying that. Like, Lamar, Alfred Blue, Buddy Howell. Some guy in the practice squad, like I don't know, like I just don't expect it. Yeah. I don't expect much, so it's like, if that's the case, in here take the salary, and I don't really care. You need a running back, and you'll probably look really good in your offense because you guys will use them properly. So, what drives me up the wall is every just about every other team can find a passable runner. Do you know that he's the third highest paid running back in the league? Lamar Miller behind Lashawn McCoy and uh, Jared McKinnon. McCoy. And no, like on an average, on an average year, something like that. Somebody oh, really? posted it earlier, like a base, base salary. Is Jarek McKinnon signing that contract? Yeah, Todd Gurley too, but I think they front loaded it in a way where okay. like the average salary for each year was not crazy. Yeah. I don't remember. I just saw it on Twitter. Well, I mean, we got the third most cap space, so yeah. No, I get it. I get we, it. We had this argument. I just think we're talking about all uh, spring. No, no, no. I, I, what, we, I, what I'm tri- my point is like. If you're getting paid a certain amount, like, you should be producing at a certain amount. I'm not saying, like, we're wasting cap space. I'm saying in the sense, like, if you're the third highest paid running back, then your production should be as much as everybody else. And you should at least be average. Or, at, I mean, if you're the third highest paid, you definitely shouldn't be average. You should be <laughs> Anybody very... in this world that is thir- third highest paid at anything is probably not average. Which... I'm saying he should be at least at average. Minimum. He's, he's not average. No. Yeah, he hasn't been average. I mean, he looked good the first two weeks. I just don't know what happened. I guess the whole 4-3 thing, because we have literally the, the, the Cowboys play a 4-3. Um, Colts play a 4-3. The Bills that we play next week, they play a 4-3. Jags, they play a 4-3. They're all base 4-3s for the next three weeks. So maybe that's it. I mean, they do have fast linebackers. I don't, I don't know. I guess. Well, when they were attacking the edge with Miller and... Oh, Blue ran good on the edge yesterday. Well, he was also able to, to run um, through the A-gap as well. Yeah. Miller... I feel like it's just beating dead horse. Is it fair to We've... say that that was a bus signing? 
Yeah, oh, I, definitely. Yeah. It, of the three big free agent signings, when Brock the one, takes the cake. Yeah, he was the one clear. that worked out the best. Yeah, who else was it that year? Uh, Jeff Allen. So oh, remember, God. I remember that. Right. Jeff Allen, Brock Osweiler, and Lamar Miller. God, Jeff Allen. And Lamar Miller was supposed to be. He was going to come to Houston. He was going to. He was going to catch the ball. He was going to get a heavier workload. Everybody was crazy excited about him. Yeah. Then Jeff Allen was going to step right in from Brandon Brooks, and he was supposed to be better because he had more of an attitude because Brooks was, you know, quiet and shy. Yeah. And, well, Brock had had a streak where he outplayed Peyton. So we were all riding high, and Lamar Miller has been a slightly below average, not like crazy below average, but a slightly below average running back. And he was the best signing of that three. Yeah. Thank you, Rick Smith. So, people that are continuing to call for Rick Smith to come back, be easy, bro. Be easy. <laughs> Let's see how this goes first. I know. God. Um, outside of that, on the offense, um, the tight ends continue to develop. Thomas and Aikens look good. They both had a catch piece. Ryan Griffin looked like he's building chemistry. He should have definitely hauled in that touchdown pass. So it literally went right between his hands uh, in the end zone. Oh, he should have. He, Ryan Griffin alone, if he had just reacted better, has two touchdown catches. Yeah. One if he goes low, the other one if he, you know, catches the ball. Yeah. Yeah, he, he actually could have. Uh, yeah, because I was telling you earlier, the uh, on the regular broadcast, they uh, – they showed Deshaun after that pass to the ground, like telling him to get Ryan Griffin to get lower. I was going to place it low so nobody could pick it off, and Ryan just didn't know what to do. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, there was two touchdown passes. You're right. So, but at, at the same time, like, that goes back to playing, like, Thomas or, or Aikens. Like, they're both bigger. Like, isn't Jordan Thomas, like, six seven? Yeah. <laughs> like, Jordan Thomas <laughs> is a legitimate freak of nature. He looks like a left tackle out there. Yeah. And he catches, like, a wide receiver. You know who he reminds Like, <clears throat> when I was doing my write-up on what my new thoughts are, uh, did you read that? No, you didn't. That's fine. Just say I didn't. I did. Say it I out did. loud. Say I, I didn't. I read it. Say I, I didn't read I, it. I read it. Did you? I did. But anyways, my comparison of uh, Jordan Thomas to the whole Infinity Wars where uh, where <laughs> they bring in Thor and then uh, Drax is like, that's not a that's not a man that's a god or what does he say oh no he no he's a man you're you're uh whatever i don't know he's a handsome handsome man uh space pirate yeah yeah that's, that was just hilarious but yeah no i i mean he's six seven why is he not in in the corner of the end zone for a throw-up play just go let him stomp on somebody <clears throat> i mean for real like just ryan griffin Has never really developed like we thought we thought no. he would. I mean, He's, when him and CJ were were looking, I I thought for a moment, I'm going to be honest. For a moment, I thought with CJ and Ryan, there was a chance that these were going to be our tight ends because they complemented each other well. CJ was a very good run blocker, but he was okay with his hands, and then Griffin was good with his hands, and then. CJ started to get better with his hands, and it was like, okay, well, now CJ's the lead tight end, and then he just died, and then I don't think we've seen that since. Well, Griffin was being used as, and I mean, he's a move tight end. Um, 
I'm blanking on what O'Brien, what letter O'Brien calls him, like the whatever it is, the Y H or U or H. Yeah. yeah. But when they were using him as an H back and they were moving him around, and they were using him in, t- in tandem with Fedora, it's yeah. There was glimpses where he looked great. Yeah. He was never. Didn't he catch that one pass last year against the Patriots? That was yeah. that corner end zone, that shoulder fade. He did. He's just moments. He's got moments. The more he blocks, the worse he becomes as a receiver, and he's not a great blocker. He, I guess he's just, he gets beat up out there. It's Tight end is the hardest position to play in sports from, like, a physical standpoint. Uh, quarterback, hardest mentally, but tight end, I would argue, from a physical standpoint, is you have to learn how to not only play tackle and often, or essentially play tackle, you also have to learn to play like a wide receiver. So I... That's why it takes so long for tight ends to typically develop, especially ones that are not physically gifted. Titan Griffin, or Ryan Griffin is a very, very large man. You would, he would probably stand out in any crowd that you ever see him in, but compared to NFL players, he's, you know, he's just a little bit average. Whereas Jordan Thomas... It's a giant. <laughs> he you put him next to a le- our left tackles, and you would think he's the left tackle. And Jordan Aiken is just as tall, just skinnier and faster. Just let him play. At this point, we know tight ends take forever to develop, and the only way they're going to develop is if they play more. So just let him play. I guess what I'm, my my thought is, and this I think this just goes back to the whole Bill O'Brien tries to outthink, like overthink everything, and out, ends up outthinking himself. But like, if you know that you have a tight space in the end zone, and you literally only have like ten yards to work with, and if not, you're out of bounds, and you have a six seven two fifty five tight end that is likely going to be able to former basketball player, by the way form that could probably jump out of the gym and go up and get a ball. Why would you not have him in on those plays? Like, why would you, why would you even go for Ryan Griffin in those plays? Why isn't Thomas in there to go up for the jump ball and get it? I like from a, just a common sense standpoint. I know Bill and Ryan is very much, he wants them. It's almost like he, he doesn't trust rookies because he wants them to get the system before he lets them play. But again, usually with tight ends, they're too fast for linebackers, too big for corners. Jordan Thomas is too big for linebackers. He is. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, all right. So that's the offense. Hopefully, Will Fuller's back and healthy. This hamstring injury is just starting to really concern me. It's been like that since week one, right? Training camp. It's lingered. Uh, Kiki's hamstring has lingered. DeAndre hamstring? He, he was a limited participant in practice a couple I think, times. I think that's Is it just, hamstring? It was hamstring, ankle, and hip. In other words, he's just getting beat up. Well, if we could just get them healthy, I, I really want to see what this whole offense can do. We saw it against the Colts, but we had a defensive breakdown. Um all right, well, so defense. We've still, I mean, with our offense, we've still just seen glimpses. No, that's what I'm saying. I yeah, just want to see it we're all. Still not, we still haven't been firing. Um, On all cylinders. And a lot of credit has to be given to Deshaun Watson. 
Dude, it's right, been incredible all year. Yeah. Except for the Patriots game. He was not incredible in the Patriots game. Yeah. I mean... We... It's one of those hallmarks of the Bill O'Brien era. Every year, even our good seasons, we start slow. So, maybe, just maybe, this year has definitely became an offensive league. We are, just just my closing thoughts on offense. As of start of the game tonight, we were number two in the NFL on offense. So, end of the game, worst case, we're number four. I mean... I think we're, th- we're third, right? In offense, total offense? At the, start of the, at the start of Monday Night Football, we were number two. Oh, okay. So, worst case, we'll end up number four. It's pretty good. We just... Not what not, I would have... I was still, even no matter what Deshaun did last year, I would have not have said we're a top five offense. Right. We're not a scoring... Not, definitely not top five scoring. Yards. But just this is just total yards. So, this has got to adjust. We cannot continue to to move the ball like we have without starting to score. It's going to it's going to change. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I, I think you're right. I, I believe in B.O.B. I think he's just got to have the pieces. And I don't think he had the pieces. Plus, honestly, and I was telling you this earlier, like the safeties were playing so far back. Honestly, I, and this whole year, I haven't seen the safeties play as far back as the Cowboys safeties did. Now, it's probably for two reasons. One, their safeties are awful. Like, Jeff Heath is is hot garbage. Probably not starting on any other team. Uh, but also because they don't want to give up the big plays. And that's what Fuller does for you. Um, so, yeah. All right, defense. I said last week, this will be the test for our corners. Because their wide receivers are pure ass. Right? <laughs> All of them are pure ass. I don't care. I know you don't like criticizing NFL players. You're sitting over there laughing because you're just like, I would never say that. But seriously, all of those wide receivers are pure dumpster juice. You know, before... Besides Alan Hearns, I don't think they're using them right. But before the Colts game last week, I actually thought the Colts receivers were worse. No. Than the Cowboys? They still may be, but... I I mean, Andrew Luck's just completely different tier than Dak Prescott. Absolutely. Yeah, you're probably right. You take those guys and put them on with Dak throwing. Yeah, they're probably not catching anything. Yeah, their wide receivers are awful. Their wide receivers are awful. And if you take away the two screen passes to the tight end, I think Dak only ends up throwing for like 120 yards. Um, And those were both just blown assignments. So one of them was the Honey Badger. But but the corners look good, I guess is my point. Yeah, they're, they're... Jonathan Joseph looked good. I thought. I thought he looked really good. But I, th- I think he like holds the record now for most pass deflections by a uh, cornerback on our team. And then I think he's like number fifth all time or something like that. Something crazy. Um, and the Sharissa Wright continues to look good. We thought he looked good in the Colts game. Yeah, he he look, he so far looked like a, a technician out there as long yeah. as he doesn't have to run with anybody. Well, we, pretty good. we know that's the case. Yeah. None of them so. can run. And then you said, um, and you even pointed out that Kayvon Webster, his whole four yeah. plays actually looked pretty yeah, good. Yeah, the five plays he had, he had two two really good plays, but then uh, I think it's a groin injury. A uh, quad injury. A quad injury, yeah. Yeah, that was exactly what He's you... He's going to be out a couple you've weeks. You've got to watch out for somebody coming back from Achilles. He's going to have some hiccups. It's probably going to be about 
a couple couple of more games before we actually get quite a bit of playing time out of him. That's okay. Well, we'll he'll be cheaper when we resign him next year. Because uh, they obviously like him enough and know the potential he could reach for them to wait this long, knowing that our issues that we are having with corner, they knew coming in that it was going to be some time before he hit the field. So he, they obviously feel it was worth the wait. Um, yeah, J. Joe, J. Joe looked good, uh, had a couple of deflections. And then Kareem at safety is just like seriously a, a god tier uh, safety. I mean, seriously, we wasted like we wasted the first seven years of his career. It's it's literally incredible. One of those questions. It's like we've been pointing this out since we started the podcast. Other other Texans media has been pointing it out for even longer than that. How can everybody else see it, but our own coaching staff can't? I think I think Bill O'Brien just lets Rack do his thing. I think that's the one side of the ball. Bill O'Brien's like, I don't care. I don't want to talk to you about it. I don't want to hear your game plan. You've been doing this for, I think it was like, I think 36 years. Just go do your thing, Rack. I'm never going to question you. Well, Kareem didn't, Kareem didn't want to move to safety. I think I think they take almost too much feedback from their players. Really? I, I really do. Kareem didn't want to play safety? I've never not, seen that documented. Prior to this year, he said he didn't want to play safety. Huh. He said he was a corner. Maybe he's tired of getting toasted in the slot. <laughs> somebody was finally he get toasted yeah. in the slot. <laughs> somebody was able to finally explain to him, "Hey, dude, you're a great tackler. Yeah, you are great at just blowing people up when you can see them. Yep. How about you just do that for a little while? Yeah. And at some point this winter, he's like, you know, I really like to do that. <laughs> and, and he looks really good. He looks really comfortable. It looks natural to him. He looks he looks solid, dude. He's 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 going to be good for us for a long time. I mean, because he also just extended his career by switching from corner to safety. So it's like, I mean, we really could have Kareem for another six years playing safety. Um, Honey Badger, I think, had his best game as a Texan. He didn't look as confused as he did in weeks prior. Well, he looked like he was attacking. He wasn't as hesitant. Well, I think the whole defense in general just looked like they were they were attacking. Looked like they were all swarming everywhere that they could. Uh, it, it looked like it was a very it was very much a team defense um, type of game for us. Which actually brings me up to one of my kind of concerns. Okay. They have been playing with so much heart and effort the past two weeks. Yeah, that we're gonna lose to the Bills. No, oh, okay. just you can't. <laughs> Don't go there. They're playing with like playoff intensity. Yeah, that's okay. You can't maintain that the entire entire season. And with the hole that we di- dug ourselves, that's kind of scary. Yeah, we're, we're also we're also starting to get kind of thin at a, a couple of spots. Yeah, but we're also only one game out from first place in our division. Like seriously, we could when when playing the Jags, if we beat the Bills, that could literally be for the number one spot in the AFC South. Just like think about that for a second. Seriously, I mean, if if they lose this week, we would be playing them for the number one seed in the AFC South. Entirely within the realm of possibility. So I mean, let them play right now. It's working, and we'll figure it out when that when when they can't keep it up. I mean, I'm scared about the Bills game just because they've played two overtime games, back-to-back weeks, a lot of snaps, a lot of just a lot of plays. You know, how how much of a and it was Sunday night, not Sunday afternoon. 
So it's like, okay, how much, how much is that going to wear on them? But the bills also are just awful. Like, and the Titans are not, we'll get to this, but the Titans are not good. No, they fooled us for a week and we were like, okay, maybe, well, but it was that whole new coach thing. Like I said, the, Wait, the bills are, the bills are a very, very physical team. They are a very physical team. They all straight up beat up the Vikings. They did. They kind of scare me. No, that. we we are more talented than them. Oh, There's for absolutely sure. no doubt. Our defense should have no problem being able to shut theirs down. And Josh Allen, I think, is only like fifty percent completion. I think yeah. he, I think it was forty yesterday. To be honest. Granted, he does kind of scare me because that whole chuck and pray and let your receivers outrun the defensive backs, that's kind of our weakness. Yeah. He's not, he's not, a, Dak Prescott's afraid. He should be. And he doesn't have he was, he was, Yeah, he was playing That's exactly why he's scared. So, I was surprised on the Hail Mary and went to the end zone. Yeah. I like the way he wound up to throw that. I was like, hmm, this is going to fall short. But... Josh yeah. Allen is more of a he's just gonna he's gonna let it rip and he, see if his receivers can outrun our corners and there's a, a possibility they can't. And he has no pressure. Yeah. I mean Josh Allen has zero pressure. Out of any of the first round quarterbacks other than Lamar Jackson, he has zero pressure. He's playing on the Bills who suck. They're god awful. He wasn't even the starter the first year. They know they're gonna lose this season. First week. Yeah, first week. So I mean, they knew that this was not a winning season. So this is just a developmental year for him. He has nothing to lose by going out there and throwing picks and doing whatever he wants to do. Uh, but back to the defense. Um, yeah, our safety group is good. Justin Reed looked good, made a couple tackles in the backfield, uh, actually had Dak on a blitz. And then I will give Dak credit. He's very slippery. He's not like slippery like Deshaun slippery, like Deshaun will make nine people miss, but He's definitely hard to bring down. Well, he's stronger, too. Well, and that, that's yeah. definitely part of it. Uh, but, yeah, Justin Reed had him on a – he pretty much had him. Yeah, he and he more, slipped out again. He also slipped out of Watt and Clowney a couple yeah, times. which – to be able to slip away from Clowney and Watt's pretty impressive. It was very reminiscent of the Romo slip out. It really yeah. frustrated me. Do you remember that when Romo did that yeah. to Watt? That shit sucks. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so this, the safeties look good. Uh, secondary looked okay this week or looked better this week. I expect that to continue next week because Buffalo really doesn't have wide receivers either. Uh, Kevin Benjamin's overrated. I can't even think of another wide receiver on their team. You would be able to because you're the fantasy guy, but Zay Jones. Uh, I think that's it. Their tight ends are awful. Like the, It's shut down LaShawn McCoy, and it should be pretty much the same recipe that we had this week. Um. But yeah, and then Cloudy Walk got going together again for the second week in a row. I think that this is going to be fun to continue to watch. It's like that whole picture that we've been painting for the last couple of years of getting the two going together are is paying off. I mean, your boy looked good. You still want to trade him? I would still trade him. I would still trade him if the right offer came, yes. But it's starting to make me think like, okay, with if if this is if this is the picture that we've been painting for so long that once these two are on the field together, just watch out. 
it's like, okay, I'm, I've gotten a sample of it. Like now I'm starting to feel a little bit more. So it's like, if it continues to go down that path, then yeah, I'll, I'd, I'll probably want to keep Clowney. But the minute he gets hurt and misses a game. <laughs> <laughs> You're so fickle, dude. As soon as he gets hurt, I'm going to go back and I'm gonna be like, God damn it. You knew this was going to happen and you bought in and you literally listened to everybody else and you said you were going to do it, but you did. And now you, you see he's out for eight games. You are so fickle, dude. Well, that's not fickle. You are so fickle. Explain. Okay. All training camp. Get rid of Clowney. He's hurt. They're not practicing. Yeah. Well. <laughs> he goes out, plays the first game. I wasn't the only game. one that thought he was hurt. Then they then they hold him out of the Titans game. Train Clowney. Train Clowney. Yes. Clowney. Because if he's going to make massive money, he's got to be available. No. <laughs> he's missed one game this year. Okay, we've only played five, John. Yeah. He's only missed one. Okay, and that was prior to last week, so prior to this week. So he's missed 25% of the season. Dude, you, no. You, no. No trading Clowney. Trade Clowney. No trading Unless Clowney. he had this. I am making this as clear as I possibly Unless can. this dynamic no continues with Watt, I'm fine Clowney. with it. Listen, if the, if the chemistry continues with Watt, I am totally on your side. If we're seeing the picture that we've wanted to see since Clowney was drafted... I agree with you 100%. Keep keep him. There's no reason to get rid of him. But if he doesn't show up like he didn't against the Patriots and he didn't against the Titans, then it's like, okay, well, you know. Like that whole press conference well, where, Patriots, he, where he was. The Patriots took him out of the game. That's he, fine. That's what they do. But they also took Watt out of the game. Well, Watt was shaking off more rust than Clowney. For that that first game, sure, they all look like they were playing. They all look like they were still playing the preseason That's again because they were in their mind. Yeah. So when it takes three people to stop Clowney, yeah, I guess you can say that they shut him down because it took three people to stop him. Three people didn't stop Watt two years ago. Two years ago, this I'm year, just saying this year, Watt can beat a triple triple team. How come Clowney, the generational freak talent that is the best to come out in the draft in so damn long, how come he can't beat a triple team at least once? At least once, he has done it at least once. Not against the Patriots in Week One. That's because it was a mm. preseason game. Look, I have high standards. You have low standards. I don't know what to tell you, John. <laughs> Either perform every goddamn week or don't. So you you want Demarcus Lawrence instead? No. <laughs> No, no, that's, no, that's no. What it just sounded. It sounds like somebody's gonna cut and paste this conversation. No, no, I don't like Demarcus Lawrence. I think he's a good player. I do think Demarcus Lawrence is a good player, and I think, but I think Clowney is better than Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, I think that. Why do you always go down this clowny path? I haven't brought it up in two weeks. You're the you're the guy that's brought it up this last week and then this week again. Because like want you're you wanting me to get heated up right now, and I don't know why. Because I want you to say no. We do not. I'm try not clowny. ever going to, and I won't even. There's one person on this team I will say no to, and it's number four. Hopkins trade, right offer trade him, but that's just my mentality. If it's a if it's if we're getting a Two first-round picks, trade Hopkins. JJ. Trade Watt. Two first-round picks, trade Watt. That's what I'm saying. I, I I don't think people understand. If it's the right offer, anybody is available. I don't think two first-round picks is the right offer. For, for Hopkins? Nobody will even offer us that. 
nobody traded for OBJ, and you said it yourself that OBJ is a better player. No, I said he was more physically like he was a better runner. He's a better, he's a better freak athlete. Yeah. Granted, it's different because Hopkins has better hands. But that's what I'm saying. Like nobody traded for OBJ when he was on when he was available for trade. Like it, it's just it's not gonna nobody's gonna give up two first round picks for a wide receiver. Not one team. I remember that argument, and it's kind of funny with our red zone struggles. That was my entire point. You need somebody to score a touchdown and throw it to hop. <laughs> I didn't chart the game, but how many times did we throw it to hop on the goal line? Once, and it was overthrown. Jesus fucking Christ, for real? Yeah, it was just one time. Yeah, it was one time. And it was just. I may take back every word of defense I've ever said about Bill O'Brien. <laughs> Yeah, it was one time. It was uh, and and Deshaun was under just just duress, so there was nothing he could do. Oh, um, no. So yeah, that's what I guess that's what I mean by trading Clowney. Anybody on this team is available for trade for the right price, and that's just how I would run my franchise. You want DeAndre? Give me two first round picks. You want one? Give me two first round picks, and you got it. Because all you're gonna do then at that point you're gonna start looking like the Patriots everywhere. When you're constantly having first-round picks, but that's why it doesn't happen in the league. And well, it's never going to happen because it's not the NBA. The that Patri- happens in the NBA. The Patriots actually never really had that a great hit rate with their draft picks. They just had more draft picks than everybody else. Which is what That's what I'm saying, which is what you need. So imagine if you had more first-round picks, what, you, what it would look like. Like if you had two first-round picks every year. I don't. Especially given our, our hit they, rate on first-round picks. It, to me, it always depends where you're at sure. with, with your window. Sure. Right now, I would rather be bringing people Agreed. in than getting rid of players for draft picks. I totally agree. If I was running, if I was running a franchise, because I do think top-tier talent, I still stand by this. The Texans are way too talented. Agreed. 100%. Way too talented. I agree. To even, we should be closer to 5-1. and one. I agree. I agree. We, the talent's there. There's just no argument about that. Sure. However, the depth isn't there. And we have all this cap space, and we have a whole bunch of picks next year. So for me, one of the biggest issues that I take with the trading clowny is why? Why? Because we fair. need players. Fair. We don't need to get rid of players. I, and like I said, totally fair. We have two different concepts on how we would run the team. I totally get, like... If we continue to lose, I'm, all, I, I'm an Astros fan. I've seen the process work. Or you sell off everybody, you collect assets, you build them back up. It's probably going to work for the Browns in a couple of years, probably like two years. The Browns are going to be in the NFC Championship maybe every other Stop. year. Stop. I mean, it's it's going to work for them. They put a bunch of talent together. Yeah. So I get it. I just don't think that we're at that point yet. I'm not saying sell the whole team. I'm literally talking about one player. Yeah, I think that if if we had like I'm just thinking like if we got a first and a second next year. We would enter the draft next year with three twos and two ones. The chances of you finding an above average defensive end in the first round with your two are not slim. That's you're you're gonna find that. Every well, team defense, does. Defensive end is kind of And you like- even said it yourself that Clowney is just above good because of his lack of consistency. You're right. So if you can find a consistent good player, I'd rather have a consistent good player than an inconsistent player. Does that make sense? Like, I'd I rather know I'm saying. getting good every week than spurts of good, no show. Spurts of good, 
no show. Spurts of good, no show. No, because your defense Clowney, is better with consistent play. Clowney, you do get a solid good when he plays. You get spurts of amazing. Mm. The only argument is when he plays. See, and that that's always going to be there. That, and so that's what I'm saying. I think Clowney is amazing, dude. I love Clowney. I really do. And I I hate that I'm painted as this Clowney hater. I'm not a Clowney hater. I love Clowney. I think he's an amazing talent. I think he's a freak athlete. I love watching him play. Oh, I just want... I didn't even want to go down this conversation. Well, you did, obviously. Game. John, you brought it up. Well, that's because I was trying to, you know... Bait me in. No, bait you into your freaking argument about DeMarcus Lawrence. Oh, well, no. There's no argument. <laughs> DeMarcus Lawrence is not as good as Davian <laughs> Clowney. Like, to give your Twitter thread some uh, proper No, fuck those guys. Those are Cowboys fans. I don't really care. I was even after, like, there was a... But it was hilarious. I, I oh, it was funny. No, that's, it was. That's if you guys want to check funny. it out, just go to my Twitter. It's pretty funny. It's, like, right there, but... Uh, it was pictures it was of it and, and posted on on the Patreon. Okay. Um. Anyways, anyways. Uh. Now let's get back to the defense because you just took me down a clowny tangent as usual once a week. I'm sure our listeners are at this point are like fucking trade him, don't trade him. I don't care. I just don't want to hear about it anymore. I'm no, pretty no, sure that's what they're thinking. No, they're Houston sports fans. They're like, <laughs> that's true. There's probably like a true middle. There's like the fans that are on my side. They're like, yeah, trade that dude. He's never there. And then there's the guys like you that are like, how could you trade a generational talent freak like Clowney who blew up a run against Michigan? Ma. Uh, all right. Uh, B-Mac and Zach Cunningham, both. Cunningham led the team in tackles. He was everywhere. Bernardrick McKinney made crucial third down stops on Zeke uh, outside the pocket, running a a toss or a stretch. Uh, Both of them showed up tremendously. I don't know what happened with B-Mac. I don't know why out of nowhere he just decided to show up today. But he showed up, and he looked solid. He looked exactly like the guy that deserved the contract that he got in the offseason. It was so fucking fun to watch. Yeah, he remembered Because it. he's so good. Well, I his, forgot how good he was. His job has always been to kill the running back. Yeah. And he remembered it. I think with some of the teams that we've been playing with the dual threat, that at running back that maybe kind of messed with his head a little bit. Yep. Granted, Derrick Henry, he, that still pisses me off. He, he should have just never mind. But he just remembered it. He was playing more downhill. He was playing with aggression again. He wasn't being. He there was no hesitation from him, and that's why he played better. True. He looked like he know, knew where to be, and he was playing with force. That's when he always looks best. When he's the exact opposite of a downhill running back. When he's a downhill linebacker. Yeah. No, he looked good. He he looked exactly like I'm not even joking. Like because it's, our team was so bad last year, it was hard to focus on BMAC. And I was also just looking at mostly Cunningham last year because I I wanted to see how he would look this year. So like all year, I feel like BMAC disappeared, and we haven't really seen BMAC. And then like when I watched the game, I was like, oh god, I for I forgot how good he actually is because it's been so goddamn long since I've seen it. He is a solid linebacker uh he even got a couple hits on on Dak um which is where he shines he's he's the best blitzing middle linebacker in the league I stand by that statement he was well okay last year he was yes. this game he was again it looked like uh so if that continues I think we'll be fine um 
But yeah, no, the defense looked really good. This was a full, the whole game, whole team, all four quarters plus the half of the fifth quarter, um, they, they played a complete game, except for the red zone. Red zone was awful. Bill O'Brien's going to have to get another pair of glasses maybe. Maybe have maybe have two <laughs> pairs of glasses to fix the red zone. I'm not sure. We fixed the offense when he – get him one of those like – Maybe a monocle. In, a monocle, like yeah. Oh, yeah. Microscopes like a you... gemological ones that yeah. like look inside and determine the carrots and how the structure oh. of the diamond is. Yeah, I mean the, the glasses fix the offense. So maybe we just get them like a visor now. Just like a, a visor. Maybe the sun is like truly blinding him. And, like, we can get him one of those, like, poker visors that have, like, that translucent, like, the, uh, green. Get him the Steve Spurrier. The Steve Spurrier visor. There you go. Or uh, just put an offensive coordinator upstairs. I don't know. Maybe that would help. Uh, possibly. Maybe you should go up there, Bill. You don't have to run the defense, so I don't really know why you need to be on the field anyways. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But, anyways, this was the most complete game, even though it did not look like the most complete game. Because we only won by three. From a defensive and offensive and special team standpoint, this was the best game this team has put together this year. It just doesn't look like it because of the score. Well, rewatch the game. I'm telling you, everybody, it's 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 definitely there's a lot of good. Yeah. Uh, but the red zone, if that's not fixed, honestly, us losing to the Titans, we kick the shit out of the Titans. No, I know. Take away that fake punt, we win. Just that we one play. Absolutely, kick the shit out of them. Or if we're, you know we can score in the red zone, and then. Uh, the Colts, three out of four quarters we did. Three out of four quarters w- was really Two and a half. The end of that third quarter was when it started. Because they went on a 14-0 run. But, yeah. I mean, from beginning to end, this – and we're showing improvement. Which is what you want, right? That's – yeah. And Deshaun's getting better every week. And <sighs> it's not the same tear as last year because last year he was – again, he was scoring every time he touched the ball. But just production-wise, he's he's good. He's really, really good. Yeah. If we start winning again, he'll start getting all the accolades that he got last year. I agree. And JJ is definitely going to win defense or uh, comeback player of the year. It's like hands down, done. Unless he gets hurt, then he'll have to. <laughs> Houston sports, baby. Let's go! How about those Strohs? Hey, the Strohs clinch. It's great. They clinched a series they, today. Yeah, they kicked the shit out of the. Yeah, they did. That was awesome. I, I was watching. I've, I'm actually. I've watched every game so far. I'm proud of myself. I enjoyed watching the run last year. So, um, yeah. How about JJ and TJ are literally stat for stat, <laughs> not even awesome. a joke. Tackle for loss and sack are identical and leading the league. <laughs> It's great. Thank you, Khalil, for sitting out this week. Um, no kidding. But yeah, that's and crazy. Then, uh, you've seen that commercial, right? Yeah, the, the Call of Duty one. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I like that dynamic. I wish we would have drafted TJ. I still do. I you were been, right. You were right. I was right. Nobody wants to say give me any credit for that, but we should have drafted TJ Watt. You were right. Imagine that, dude. Imagine that. TJ, JJ, Merck, Clowney. Well, my and TJ's fast enough to cover, too. So you can give all sorts of different looks. My argument for TJ was he was an outside linebacker. He wasn't a middle linebacker when we desperately needed a middle linebacker. Yeah, and you time. wanted him to switch to MLB. I remember that conversation. Yes, because he was faster. Yeah, no, he is fast. But hell, I didn't think that he was going to be a, 
essentially you, a little JJ. How can you not think he wouldn't be a little JJ? I mean, other than the fact that he is a little JJ. Exactly. <laughs> like, even the fullback in San Diego is a little JJ. Oh, uh, man. And then, uh, real quick, I guess, like, the division, like, Bortles is awful. Shocking. Uh, shocking. And obviously... How did they not draft Lamar Jackson? Honestly, I mean, I, thank God they didn't. Yeah, but. I'm glad they didn't. I mean, if they want to keep sticking with him for the next three years, that's fine. Once that defense is old enough, I don't know what you'll do, but you better find a way to fix that now, and they're not going to be able to this year, so it's not going to matter. Uh, but that defense is good enough to get them to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, the Titans, the way they lost to the Bills, I just don't – I don't know. There, there's still I, something I don't know going, how There's to, still something going on with Marcus's hand. Oh, um, okay. When he's still having those nerve problems. He's a better thrower than he has shown at all this year. And when they beat the Eagles, he was running a lot more. Yeah. And this is actually what kind of scares me about the Bills. You can't run around on the Bills. They have fast, fast yeah. outside and inside linebackers. And they're, they will hurt you. And they will hit you. Yes. I agree. So. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, the Titans, in my opinion, from what I did watch... But they, they also are, can't air it out. They they have the capability of being the scariest team in the AFC South. The Titans? Yes. Okay. But they also have the capability to be the trashiest team in the AFC South. Like, they have such a wide... They have a wider swing than we do. Because they don't have... They really don't have anything on offense comparable to what we have. No. And their defense They're isn't named guys... Their defense is more of a team effort. Yeah. So if they catch the injury bug, they're going to get torn up quicker than we have. Yeah. The one thing I'd say about the Bills that, like, I'm, when I'm comparing the offenses, our offense versus Tennessee is, like, we can line up four or five wide and chuck it all around the yard. T- Tennessee can't do that. Right. They're, they just, they're not built to do that at all. First, they don't have the receivers. Secondly, they don't have the quarterback. Um, so I think if we if we run the offense the way that what we've seen we can do, I'm honestly not too worried about the Bills defense. Well, I just, mean, just Sean stay in the fucking yeah. pocket. Kiki stretching the field horizontally, and then Fuller stretching the field vertically. We can tire if them healthy. out if both of them are healthy. Yeah, and then Hop just you know creating havoc. Do you want to talk about these uh, these rumors that he has a punctured lung and that he's out? Three to six weeks. Where did that come from? Okay, so somebody... I can't find anything else on, on it. I believe you, but okay. I just can't find it. So it started on Reddit. Somebody said that... Or it went from... Fantasy football... That he... Like, somebody posted in the fantasy football thread that... Deshaun Watson has a punctured lung is and is going to be out three to six weeks and then i've seen rumors that he has a couple broken ribs and is likely out two to three weeks i don't know what to expect i think he's fine based on like the press conference after the game like if he was really in pain uh, i don't think he would have done the press conference uh, I think there would have been some conversation or thoughts about it today at, at the Bill O'Brien press conference. Um, we would know if people were coming to work out because if Sean is hurt, we will have to find another quarterback to back up Brandon Whedon. So there will be quarterbacks trying out. I guess not Joe Webb. So maybe not. 
maybe they'll just keep Joe Webb. So yeah, they won't be trying anybody out. So and they're saying people are saying that this is the case. I don't know. I don't know if it's true. I don't think it's true. He looked fine. Uh, the way he was walking off the field, he, he's been posting on Instagram all day, posted a picture or a video with his mom. I think he's fine, but I just wanted to at least address the rumors that people I mean, are throwing out there. It's entirely possible that he has bruised or cracked ribs. He, he punct- should have bruised ribs. Yeah. If he had a punctured lung, there's no way they would continue to let him play. No way. Absolutely no way. I mean, how do you find out you have a punctured lung in the middle of a game anyways? You can't catch it. That's an x-ray. Well, it depends on how big the puncture is. I've read that you can actually, with a punctured lung, depending on the size, you can actually still breathe. That's pretty much the opposite of whatever. Isn't it? Didn't Romo have a punctured lung when he broke his ribs and he finished the game? No, he finished the game that game. No, he broke his ribs and finished the game, but not with a punctured lung. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Because you, would, if your lung was punctured, you'd be spitting up blood. I don't want to get too much into like the the speculation of, uh, of what it is. I, I just want it to be known that supposedly that's being said. I don't think it's true. I think if that was the case, then I I think it would have been announced already. So don't freak out. I just wanted to throw it out there that I saw. That's all. Um. Any other thoughts? You got anything else, John? John John Wade, the Garnet Texan? No? Fantastic. All right. Uh, I still don't have a, anybody to give this uh, Texans jersey to. This Deshaun Watson battle red jersey. Nobody has – nobody hit you up about it, I'm assuming, huh? Nope. All right, we'll just give it to somebody on the patron page. I was thinking maybe like most retreats – Retweets or something. Right twites. Retweets. Right twangs. Just put it out there because we need to kind of build build, build up the followers. Yeah. Okay. All right. So most retweets between tomorrow morning and the end of Sunday. Fair. Yeah. And then we'll be able to see who does the most retweeting of John at Houston. No, is it Houston FB Pod? A Houston Football Pod. No, no, no. The it's Houston oh, FB Pod, right? Yeah, Houston, Houston FB, FB Pod on Twitter uh, and Instagram. And with that, I am Young Ari Gold signing off for Texans Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast for your two and three Houston Texans. Three and three next week. Let's go. When they had our backs up against the wall and said that we couldn't stand the pressure, we still got it done, man. When they said the clock was winding down and it wasn't enough time to get it done, we still got it done, man. Now it's our time to shine, it's our time to keep it 100. So we gonna go out here and show them how true we are.